sudden you have this beautiful life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's called doing the work. This is the season of 10 recommendments. <laughs> Dana is going to empower the, the shit out of all of you. <laughs> We're gonna is, this is away. my promise to you, to empower the shit out of all of you. <laughs> We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Um, Going Commando is it's a little show we put together so we can actually say whatever we want, whenever we want, and uh, videotape it for posterity. And if you would like to join us in the conversation, oh my goodness, we'd love to have you. Because again, it's more reason for us to say whatever the hell we want, whatever the hell we want. But with that said, we are entering into a new season, season three of Going Commando. And um, I'm going to give uh, Angela an opportunity to tell you a little bit about it. Hi, everybody. Well, thank you for all who've been listening so far. And as you guys know, um, for the four of you that listen, uh, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we were reading um, from... Uh, Dana and Anne Marie, a friend of ours, created this Soul Traveler deck, and it's Dana's artwork and her inspiring channeled messages. And then we would riff on that for a little while. So we're entering a new season now. Well, we're going to be—it's—it's um, it's the it's the season of Ten Recommendments. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, we're going to oh, be. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm so, so excited. For, for those who are listening, I'm holding up Dana's book. She wrote this book, 10 Recommendments for Personal Empowerment. We've talked about it a lot, um, but we're really going to get into it because, first of all, recommendments is a word that Dana made up. <laughs> so people may be like, what the fuck are 10 recommendments? <laughs> and so each week we're going to read one and we're going to focus on it and we're going to riff on it. And, um, they're like, they, they've become part of my language. Um, you know, we're, the, I shall not claim victimhood. I won't be trusting my emotions. Like these things I think about, like if I'm like really freaking out in a moment, I, I, I have these things in the back of my mind, you know, think about the 10 commandments, right? If you're, if you're into religion and you know, the 10 commandments, thou shalt not kill, right? <laughs> like you that's, a good one. that's a good these one. Are things that, like you just know, right? They're like ingrained and that's a commandment. And these recommandments are here and they're designed by Dana to help you become the best version of yourself. So the 10 commandments are there to help you be the best human to other humans. Really don't covet your wife, you know, don't steal, don't whatever, whatever they are. Well, you can covet the hell out of your wife and somebody else's wife makes it a problem. Uh, true, true. Yeah. Cover your own life. <laughs> I, see, I don't know, but I, I, I know them innately. And the point of these, the point of these are, are to, to learn them and to know them innately. And then you just, the, the joy and the, the freedom you get from feeling empowered is, is, is the best gift you can give to yourself. It's the best gift you can give to your family. It's the best gift you can give to the world because when you are well, happy and whole, everything around you is beautiful. So tis the season of 10 recommendments and I am so freaking excited. Oh my God. <laughs> Chloe, Dana painted Chloe as well. She's beautiful on there. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it. Dana, yeah. you want to add anything to that? Well, just that when you said that Chloe's in the gallery, uh, again, for people who are watching and not just listening, I am sitting and I could, she's right here. Like I'm pointing, she's right there. And she is um, 48 inches by 60 inches. 
She's gigantic. She's one of the two largest paintings in the gallery. And every time I look at her, I'm reminded of that feeling of, oh God, I know that at this point, the word empowerment is so trite, but that feeling of just self-assuredness, that feeling of, um, of just sitting up straight and being comfortable in your own skin when you do the work. I painted her, I had a different idea for a cover. I always knew I was painting the cover, but I painted her in the middle of my writing the book and in the middle of some stuff that I was unfolding about myself. And she came to me as a version, as an aspect of myself, like, people who are, who are watching, like she's got her little like torn up boots with her toes hanging out. Her she's just like, stockings and bellies hanging out. There. Yeah. She's just like rocking it, dude. Yeah. 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 And she's, you know, in her tutu, she's, you know, and her shoes don't match. Like she's just, like whatevs and that's really the feeling that I embodied when I overcame certain barriers and it gets better and better and I truly have made it my life's work to help others do the same because if we could all encapsulate that feeling oh my god I know I know I probably wouldn't have. I saw a really really funny meme and it was like you don't know how many people you don't like until you're trying to name your child Oh, that's so funny. So funny, right? I think there was a, was there a Seinfeld episode like that? No, no, no. It might have been like a Saturday Night Live or something like that. Like every name. Oh, it was so good. And then now I'm remembering Nicholas Cage was in it. I'm not going to spend an hour trying to figure it out. Oh, oh, I, can, I have to share. I have to share. I have to share. So he, so he's with his wife and the skit is he's with his wife and she's like, how about Steve? And he's like, no, they're going to make fun of him. Steve, Steve, Bobeeb or whatever. And she's like, okay. She's like, how about Chuck? And he's like, no, you can't do Chuck. And it goes through all these common names and then somebody rings the doorbell and he answers the door and he's like letter for mr uh mr asswipe he's like that's a sweep a and i oh <laughs> so everybody became a sweep a after that okay moving on okay. for personal development Okay. So, so with that, and then um, I just want to I just want to preface uh, before we get into the the first recommendment, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, Dana wrote this book while she had COVID. Oh my god, was, I forgot. It's like yeah, yeah, and I remember you 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 were really sick. You know what I mean? You were just like. Ugh. And it was like, it was just like you and your family. I remember you had the picture you sent from when the four of you were in bed and you were like, all just, uh, and then you'd you'd like raise your phone and you'd, you'd type something brilliant and go, Oh, that's smart. And put your phone down. (laughs) And then you went to go put it in the computer and you're like, Oh, there's 10 nuts here. Let me just write them down. And then you expanded on them. And the way that you interject your personal stories, um, some are heartbreaking. Some made me cry. Some I laugh my ass off. The way you throw in twat punches with some like erudite words, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I'm classy. <laughs> I'm classy like that. Like this is not like some like woo-woo or highbrow situation. This is like somebody who takes you through the trenches and how she got to the other side and how you could possibly do it too. There's no like, you need to do this. And I'm sitting on my ivory tower. I mean, no, <laughs> it's messy. Oh, no, no, I am not pretty at all. I am not pretty <laughs> at all. I'm talking about going commando. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be gross. I was like full tits out like the whole time. Like, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> so great. It's so great. Okay. So let's go into the first recommendment. Okay. 
So the first recommendment, first and foremost, is I shall not claim victimhood. Rather, I shall recognize that the power to create my experience is always within me. There are no victims, just opportunities to learn, grow, and I choose to learn from each opportunity. There you have it. There you have have it. it. So, So, Dane, tell me a situation in your life where you were claiming victimhood and now overcame it. Oh, yeah. Before you wrote the book. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, it's really, when you think about it, anytime you, you, me, you know, the collective you, have a story to tell where you got boned by somebody else or the short end of the stick or shafted or, you know, put whatever, whatever, you know, colloquialism you want to use. You know what I mean? If you felt like you lost then you have claimed victimhood. So up until I realized that, I would say my whole life, I could tell you a story. I'll give you one. When I left my job, when I left my old job, I left my old job because I wanted to be an artist. And I realized later in life that I could paint. And I was like, holy crap. And I, I, and I painted feverishly and my soul wanted me to paint and I couldn't keep doing the soul sucking job. But I literally self-sabotaged so it would be easier for me to leave my job. People do that relationships all the time, yeah. right? They start yeah. acting like an asshole and then the relationship falls apart and they're like, well, you don't like, you know, no, yeah. you self-sabotage. So I did that in my job, but I was so, it was so painful because I was letting go of an identity um, and stability, everything that I had been so attached to for so long that it was easier for me to leave feeling like the victim. They mm. didn't understand me, and, you know, and I was thrown under the bus and these kids needed me and the, 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 whatever. The, the administration's not there, but whatever it is. But the reality is everything that we experience in life is just information. That's all it is. What we do is we perceive that information with our personal filters. That is why Angela, you and I could be sitting in the same room. Mm-hmm. Something could happen. And it's a completely different experience for both of us because yes. the lens of our own perception. And when we start to realize that when we're in unpleasant, unhappy experiences with the same information that everybody else is getting, and it's different for us that we need to clean our lenses and figure out what's making them dirty. And that's that's really it in a nutshell. Nice, nice. Yeah, I was thinking about a time actually um, when I remember when, um, I, I want to be sensitive, a, a friend's parent died by suicide. And I was talking to you. And my my reaction, my first reaction was like, that was so selfish of him. And you were like, how I, I feel tragic for him. He was in that much pain. He wasn't being selfish. Like your perspective. And it oh, was like, right. yeah. I, and I was like, and I was like, you're absolutely right. You know what I mean? Like my first thing was I would never do that to my children. You know what I mean? Like it was like, cause of my, where I was at at the time and the way you saw it, which I was so grateful for, like gave me a different perspective, but it was exactly that. It was the same information. Neither of us had any, you know, emotions about the sit except for the information. So that's really, that's really like, it's true. Like if, if you're, that's why people are like in families are at odds, right? Because 
they're all around the same topic, the elephant in the room, you know what I mean? And one person's dealing with it this way and one's dealing with this way. And that that's why they're fighting because they're not seeing each other's perspective. Yeah. 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 And, and, and we, and everybody's perspective or lens, right. That we have, it's based on our own life experience and our own integration of those experiences. And we're all doing it at different paces, and different levels. So if I'm in a room with 10 people, and, and every one of us has had a different background, um, you know, di- again, different integration of the experiences. Some people choose to lose, the, learn the lessons and move on. Some people like to, you know, six, seven, eight, 12 times before they learn the lesson. That's their business. <laughs> it's not for me to judge. But if everybody's in these different places and their receptors are all different, then they're going to all perceive the information differently, but the information is all the same. Yeah. So if you want to, feel less victimized, right? It's time to clean, clean your lenses or change your, your filter, your perspective. And the question is, well, how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so one tell of us, things, how do you do it? Dana? Oh, how, how, how? <laughs> but, uh, but one of the things is it's about awareness of it all. Let's just take a second, step back. And I'm talking now in the micro, excuse me, the macrocosm. Let's look around at the world around us. Let's look at the news. Let's look at Hollywood. Let's look at the, the politics. All, all, you know what it is. We, we all live in this cesspool. So. How do you really feel? <laughs> Circus. But anyway, if you look around, it's, it's, so it's all this information. But what it's doing is everything is, is polarizing. Everything that we're receiving that's coming at us, that's intentional, right? Again, a lot of the news and politics and Hollywood, even religion, it's all telling us it's either this or it's this, right? So it's either black or it's white. It's good or it's bad. It's good or it's evil, right? You know what I mean? It's it's red or it's blue, whatever it is. I could do this all day. Sports, right? Whatever. Or even like the the Hollywood little, the tiffs that they create in Hollywood, yeah. You know, yeah. like this, this one stole this one's husband. Like it's always to create a victor and a victim. Always. Yeah. And when we subscribe to that, then somebody always has to be the victim. It's just the way it is. And it's you 50% of the time, right? <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> the victim, right? Yeah. And when we realize that that's just kind of how we've been conditioned. And if we stop and, and, and step back and look at it and go, wait a minute. It doesn't have to be that way. I write something in Tech 10 Recommandments about the shade of blue, about the color blue, about when I do a painting, I use like 35 colors to create a certain blue. And if you look at it, you say, oh, it's blue. But if you really take a moment and you really analyze it, and you look at it from different angles and different perspectives, low, high, however you want to look at it, you realize, did she put pink in there? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's a little bit of a green hint because nothing is just blue. Yeah. So if nothing is just blue, nothing is just black and white. So first and foremost, this isn't the answer. You know, you have to read the book to get the answers. This <laughs> isn't the answer, but this is really just to offer a different perspective. And when we come to realize that A, our perspectives are um, dictated by our experiences and how we integrate the experiences. And also there's a conditioned way of looking at things that it's got to be this or this. It doesn't have to be that way. You said it perfectly when this, when this person's father died by suicide. 
right? And your first reaction because of where you are. You're in this place, you're with your family, you're thinking, you know you're healthy, right? You're mentally healthy, you're emotionally healthy for the most part. <laughs> and you're like, I would never do that, right? We go right to judgment. I would never do that, so it's wrong. But yeah. if we step back and say, it, what, what do we know? What's the evidence? What do we know about parents? Well, we know that parents don't have children not to love them. We know that parents love their children to the best of their ability. Yeah. We know people are doing the best they can. That's what I believe. Well, I'll stick around for recommendment number two. We'll talk about beliefs ad nauseum. But I believe that everybody's kind of doing the best of what they got. And if they are in a place where they can't properly parent their children, they can't properly maintain relationships, they can't properly take care of themselves, they have an inability to see the world as other than gloom and doom, then, oh my God, I have nothing but compassion for this person. Right. Because people don't do these things, hurt people, hurt people, right? Because they're able to think out about everybody else. They're only thinking about the pain that, that you know, which they reside. So. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I often hear about, you know, it's now that I'm aware of, of the, the victimhood mentality, you know, in myself, I see it in others, you know, and how many people do you know that are like, oh, my job sucks. Oh, this person's so terrible to work with. Oh, my situation's horrible. And it's because of this. Like, I was there. Yeah. How about too long ago? Yeah. Well, how about find another job or stand up for yourself to that person who sucks or like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's that, that's the, that's the difference between being a victim and being empowered to do something about it. So if you take the information, okay, this job sucks. What's the information? Okay. Either I can get another job or I can try to make it better here. You know, what steps can I do to make it better in this situation now? What can I do in this moment? <laughs> okay, we'll get there. Then. That's right, five. Of sorry, five. sorry. Okay, cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one. But um, I'm thinking it's really funny. I don't know why it's coming out. I guess it's because of uh, it, the, the whole victim thing. But right after I got married to the starter husband, it was 2002. So it was the year after 9 11. 9 11, I had severe PTSD. I. Um, you know, got married to get married because of the whole situation. And um, I remember it was like right after my wedding, they had, while I was on my honeymoon, they hired this new um, creative director and she was a bitch. Like she was so obnoxious, but, and she was probably just a girl in a boys club trying to stand up for herself, make her like, you know, get her thing. I, I, I see it now. I understand. But at one night, it was like a Friday night, it was like eight o'clock and she was just like, I don't like it, whatever the concept was that I was showing her. And I was like, oh, and I was so tired and so stressed. I was like, Michelle, you're such a bitch sometimes. And I looked up and I was like, oh. <laughs> and she walked out of the room and I was like, oh. So I ran to her partner's office, who was my boss before. And I was like, oh my God, Dan, I, I said something I shouldn't have said. I, I, I feel really bad. And he was like, well, go apologize. So I go into her office and I'm like, Michelle, I'm sorry. I'm stressed. I really didn't mean it. You know, I did the whole apology thing. Monday morning, I got fired. And 
So I used to work in direct mail. Yeah, yeah. I used to work in direct mail. So like, like there's like in the advertising world of old, there was above the line, which was all the cool stuff, the branding, the big commercials and stuff, and below the line was the direct mail and the direct marketing and all that stuff. And that's what that's the space I played in. And we, I had a TV spot that I was working on with um, James L. Jones and Verizon, and I was I was a week away from shooting, and I was looking at the the big boss. I looked at him. Well, I was getting fired. I'm like, Ted, what about my commercial? Because this is like the big deal that I got this commercial, this yeah. little art director. And he was like, sorry, Angel, there's nothing I could do about it. So I was made an example of. And you know what? And then the HR person felt so bad. She was like, listen, you just got married, right? I, I had gross going to commando. I had huge bunions on my feet. I always hated my feet. And she looked at me and she was, she knew because I was always such a, I was always in so much pain. She was like, you're married on, on Mike's insurance now, right? She's like, go get your feet taken care of. So that's what I did for nine months. I was, I was getting surgeries and my feet taken care of and on his health insurance. And it was great. Not going to talk about the Percocet obsession, but (laughs) (laughs) so I, I, after the initial shock of of being fired, because it was terrible and it was like, oh, whatever, I grieved it. I would say maybe three years later, my ex-husband was still having dreams of telling Ted off the, the boss who fired me. Still having dreams about firing this guy, like like telling him off. I'm yeah. gonna do this to him. I'm gonna do like get over it. I'm over it. But he chose to stay in that victimhood for me. It was very interesting. Very interesting. Oh, oh, I, I, he didn't choose to stay in that victimhood place for you. It was not for you. Was for him. It was because that's where he resided. And, and I could only make an assumption he still resides there just, you know, based on the little nugs I get here and there. But he, think about it. No one stays anywhere for somebody else unless they're aligned with that place. Right. So I do, I, I want to, if it's okay with you, I want to bring something home based on everything that we were saying. Because you had yeah. said something um, before about, you know, if you don't like your job, quit your job. And if you don't like, you know, your relationship, leave your relationship. And those are such easy words to say. They almost sound glib. Mm-hmm. Quit your job. But everybody who is in a crappy job right now that is listening to this will say at some place in their in their inner thought bubble, but you don't understand my circumstance is different. And that's true. It is true. Everybody's circumstances are different. So what you need to do is you need to start asking yourself, what do I believe? What do I believe? Where are my beliefs serving or my beliefs serving me? Are they healthy? Are they rational? And when you start asking yourself those questions, why can't I leave my job? Because I need to make the money. Okay. So my money, here's my belief, is my priority over my wellness, over my emotional wellness. Do I believe that if I'm well, my foundation is well, that everything else will work out for me? Do I believe everything is always working out for me? And I'm just going to leave it there, but that's the next step. And that happens to be what, Angela? Recommendment number two. It actually goes into three, but two and three are like sisters. But yeah, you got to ask yourself what your beliefs are and why I get into this emotional state. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's easy to say, oh yeah, just leave them. No, it's not easy. And that's why it's important to empower yourself so you have the courage to leave him. Yes. And when you do those things and you do the first big one, then it becomes easier because you're like, wait, I survived that and I'm happier. 
what if I do that over here? And what if I'll do that over here? And then all of a sudden you have this beautiful life. And so ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's called doing the work. This is the season of 10 recommendments. <laughs> Dana is going to empower the, the shit out of all of you. <laughs> We're gonna is, this is away. my promise to you to empower the shit out of all of you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was that? What was the, the thing that we're going to write down? Awareness. Uh, now, what I was, don't remember. I was thinking about it last night. Now I have to cope with the truth. Yeah, but it was like once I see grandma naked or once I become aware, now I have to cope with I thought you were gonna write it down. Well, that got it in my brain a little bit. It's like I, it was like it was like having the awareness. Ah oh, man, now I gotta cope with the truth. I think that's awesome. Yeah. That so it's true. true. It's true because many of us have created these narratives, these stories, um, so we can live with the the un- I don't want to say the lie, because nobody's intentionally lying, but to live with the lack of authenticity the lack of um, just general contentment. So we live this story. But if we could eradicate that story and just look at the truth and just deal with the slaps right across the face. Oh, psh, the truth sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wouldn't go to the doctor for years because I didn't want to get on the scale. Right? I don't want to get on the scale. I don't want to know the truth. But once I got on the scale, I'm like, okay, I could do something about this. You yeah. know what I mean? And so once you get that proverbial, you know, bitch slap or twat punch, as I like to so eloquently put it, um, it's, it becomes, it becomes almost a game. Yeah, it does. And it becomes fun because you start to feel happy and you start to feel content and then you start to not tolerate stuff that was getting in the way of your happiness. Yeah. And that's okay. Like we're allowed to be empowered. We're allowed to be happy. You know, right. and it could be the smallest little thing. It, it doesn't have to be a big, dramatic, you know, getting fired situation by telling a boss off. It could just be emotionally detaching, but still having that person in your life, but just emotionally letting go. Like, and then just giving yourself that, that freedom of, of happiness. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. We can go off. It's going to be so fun. I'm so, so, so excited. It is the season of 10 racks. I'm so, 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 so excited. Um, we're going to be having a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up. We've got, uh, Dana's going to be doing a live webinar that's free and she's going to go through the first three recommendments and, and give you guys a little nug and have giving shit away. away giving shit away, um, giving presents away. Um, she's got a great workshop that's, that really goes into this work. That's a really awesome, a virtual workshop. So just stay tuned, join the, like stay in the comments. We'll be putting links to all the good stuff, but yeah, this is going to be a really, really fun season. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. You're so excited. This is very exciting. I'm very, very excited. Very, very, very exciting. Say, Say bye. Thank you for watching this episode of Going Commando, Season 3, 10 Recommandments. We're so excited. Please subscribe to our channel so you too can become empowered. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. We provide tools and resources designed for creators by creators. Visit uniquelyphenom.com for more information.